It's just they just want their like frozen ham and stuff. Ham's not frozen, really. <laughs> why would the why would the ham be frozen? I, I don't know. I'm vegan. <laughs> Fro- frozen ham would taste like shit. <laughs> I mean, if you eat it frozen, yeah. Reheated ham would also taste like shit. Imagine the texture. Working in the deli has made you like a white collar ham thief. What? <laughs> you 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 fucking ham naturalist! How dare you? Give me back my ham, Mr. Gorbachev! Tear down this ham! <laughs> You're stealing the dignity from the ham, all right? Just let it be frozen in peace. talking i don't even really know luke can you explain what we're talking about please i look i'm just as confused as you are i figure like fucking christmases are bullshit uh and so i think yeah just putting it out there i feel like i could have a good rant about that and general (laughs) family holidays like what's the fucking point well i mean what's the point to you because i feel like parents and like older people have a really distinguished idea about like what these holidays mean. Is anyone there yet where you actually have like a, a, a like yes, Christmas means this to me or like whatever? I actively hate Christmas. Thank you. Why do you hate Christmas? Because I work in a supermarket. Has <laughs> <laughs> that completely ruined it for you? Christmas is hell. <laughs> so you like you don't celebrate it. Like what do you do on Christmas Day? Well, I normally have to drive all the way back to Ballarat for family Christmas, so it involves. Involves a two-hour drive at about eight or nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, big, big and then I'll, <laughs> I'll maybe stay overnight, and then I usually work Boxing Day, so it's a two-hour drive back. God, I wish I had a car. That's <laughs> <laughs> a takeaway from this: just Duncan wants a car. If you had a car, you too could drive to Ballarat and have Christmas with my family. <laughs> See, for 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 me, Christmas is like, uh, well, all my all my family's in Queensland, so. Uh, I pretty much just sit at home watching Christmas movies, uh, and then usually like a day before or a day after Christmas, I'll have uh, friends over for like a homeless Christmas, and we'll just um, give each other presents, eat mad food. I always make a try. I always make a trifle and an apple crumble. It's pretty chill. That's so good. Like that's such a nice way of like celebrating it. Like <laughs> Gross. some people cannot go home for Christmas. Cannot see oh. my girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I wish. <laughs> I only. See I them. wish. I wish. Catch, catch me, fucking minions left and right. Sleep paralysis demon, but it's just three minions stacked on top of each other in the corner. What about what? What, what about minion centipede? <laughs> have, have 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 any of you actually had sleep paralysis before? No, my girlfriend has though. She had the same sleep paralysis like image as her aunt, like at different times. Shut up! Really? What was it? Yeah, it was like um. Like a, I don't remember exactly, and I know that she's seen like two of them, and one of them was the one that she shared with her. But I think one of them at least was like a, like a skinny, like creepy looking sort of young girl monster that was like climbing up the wall. So yeah, I don't think she had a good night. Personally, I've never had that problem, so I'm good. That's intense. Can't relate. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, that was a lot worse than I was thinking. To be honest, like yeah, sleep paralysis can be nasty. Yeah, I, I only have I only had it very very mildly once, 
when I was younger, I slept on, I, I slept on my stomach and I woke up and I legitimately thought my sister was on me because we used to share a room and I thought she was like sitting on me as a joke. I couldn't move. Like it was really weird. Like I was stuck. It was like, I legitimately like someone heavier was sitting on me and I couldn't move my, like I could move my arms, but I couldn't move my back. It was literally as if someone was sitting on me. And then I turned, I, I managed to move my neck, like my head. Like I, sm like I smushed my like face into the pillow and moved it like 180, no, not 180 degrees. <laughs> yeah, it swiveled like an owl. <laughs> Just go full exorcist on it. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it was the weirdest thing, like this disembodied like cacophony of like trumpets and brass instruments just started playing like in front of my face as if I'd turned around and like they were waiting for me to turn around and then they all just started playing in my face. But obviously no one else could hear it. I, I think you <laughs> may have, like, initiated a rapture or something. <laughs> 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 I think you opened the set of... Oh, three. dear. <laughs> no, that's actually what happens when you open all your chakras. <laughs> that's horrifying. That's... Ew, I like that. I mean, it wasn't really. I mean, sounds pretty horrifying. Uh, what? In hindsight? Yeah. I mean, we should, like, really do an episode of all the creepy stuff that's, like, happened to us because I've got, like, quite a few stories that, that has happened to me. And, like, not just me, but, like, people in my family, like, in my house. Maybe we should just do all the creepy stuff that's happened to Rudy. I feel like that could fill up an episode on its own. <laughs> that would take up, like, three episodes. No, it actually would. It's really, like, not great. Um, <laughs> I personally have nothing. I have never had any kind of thing like that happen. Do you, like, believe in that kind of stuff, though? Like... You know, because, like, uh, I, I, I don't not believe, you know? Like, I don't, I, I'm not sitting here like, there's no such thing as ghosts, but, like, I don't necessarily. Yeah, because uh, I was listening to, um, and that's why we drink, the other day, and M was saying that, like, you know, they used to do, like, uh, paranormal experiences or whatever, like, they, they were, like, that's what their job was, and, um, they were saying that there's a really, like, fine line between, obviously, like, psychological bias in, like, you know, you you, you think something's going to happen and then it, like, happens. What is that called? Confirmed bias. bias? Yeah. I don't know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then, like, the line between, like, people who are into spirituality, like, f believing or, like, agreeing or having this concept that if you open your consciousness or whatever you believe in to that part of reality or, you know, whatever, it will show itself to you, which I find really interesting. Like manifesting or something? Is that is that what the word is? <laughs> oh, well, you know, just make my whole five-minute spiel into a one word. Fine, go ahead, Philip. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, Philip. Um, oh, I just realised that we didn't introduce you, Luke. I'm, this is just... <laughs> Look, it's a little more natural than our last attempt. So <laughs> I'm feeling good about it. It's good. It's 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 fluid. It's dynamic. It's okay. It's fine. I'm just like a bodiless voice floating around now. Um, Luke, if you could sum yourself up into uh, five Three words. words. Three words, yeah. I was going to say five. <laughs> Three words. Fuck you. <laughs> Three words. Uh, fat gay theatre. No, <laughs> reminds me of myself in high school. <laughs> Honestly, I've been like this for a while, so that's also me yeah. in high school. Take me back. Oh, God. High school theater. Take, Take me back, back to the sweet times. <laughs> Everything is going to be all right in the summertime. In the summertime. Baby, in the summertime. Okay, for real, though, the, like that, what was the Bondi lifeguards, the Bondi beach? 
TV show. Does yes. anyone remember that? That was the best thing ever. I loved watching it. It was so good. It was just like an hour of British tourists drowning and then being saved by hunky Australians. The show would be so much better if they didn't save <laughs> It would be. Just let them drown. My favorite. <laughs> no Brits on my beaches. My favourite kind of Bondi Beach episodes were, like, the nature strikes back and where, like, you had, like, you know, this string of events where, like, you know, they were telling everyone, oh, mates, don't go out there. There's a there's a blue box jellyfish. You're going to just stay out of the water. <laughs> and then, and then one after the other, people just go in and it's like they go in, get stung and go, I've been stung, and then the other person's like, oh, "I want to, I want to talk to a lifeguard. What can I do?" And then they go in the water and get stung, and it's just forty-five minutes of people getting stung by this same fucking jellyfish. <laughs> so all they need is like a net, just one lifeguard with a net, go down there, scoop it up. But then they have no episode. Is there anything like? as a kid that your parents convinced you of that was just wildly untrue? I mean, there, there were the obvious ones, like Santa and the Easter Bunny. Although I do remember as a child, my sister was deathly afraid of the Easter Bunny. Why? Like, I don't know. She was terrified of like, which is fair enough now that you think about it as an adult, but she was terrified of like this giant rabbit coming into our rooms and just <laughs> leaving chocolates to the point where we were on holiday in, I think, Sydney over Easter. And she was so panicked about the Easter Bunny delivering chocolates that our parents revealed he wasn't real. Stop. <laughs> Oh my god! It was insane. I am still traumatized by that experience. Does she have like a internal, uh, like image of the Easter Bunny that is far scarier than like media's depiction of it? Like- See, I imagine that she just thought it was like the image of Big Chungus. You remember that yeah. name? I could never forget. Uh, who can forget Big Chungus? I don't know that. Rudy, apparently. Oh my god! <laughs> so like the Fat Bugs Bunny. Yeah, like Fat Bugs Bunny, Chungus. Nah. Oh my god! What, what age did you guys like stop thinking that like Santa Claus was real? I reckon like maybe like seven or eight, like pretty early. That's old. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really remember. Like that was so long ago. I didn't really have like a defining moment. It was just like one year, like. I saw my parents putting the presents down. It's like, it's like, it's like, mum, you can stop fucking with me now. I know you're Santa. <laughs> yeah, my parents started like writing that it was from them like pretty early on. Like, yeah. Hey, oh, on the topic, on the topic, Santa Claus has a very important thing to say about the movie yes. Polar Express. What, it's garbage or? We both say. <laughs> Don't you love that movie? Me? Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. How dare Anyway, I have no particular love, but. How dare but you? Other, everyone think about this. So. Polar Express. Old mate goes to Christmas land. Yeah. Wild, wicked adventures. He comes out believing in Santa Claus because he met the fuck. He goes home. He's like, whoa, it was all a dream. And then he finds under Christmas tree is Santa Claus, like little little sleigh bell. And he rings them and he can hear them because he believes. The parents are like, oh, they must be broken. We can't hear them. Yeah. Because they don't believe in Santa Claus. But here's the question. Santa Claus is real and the kid knows this because he's met him. Then where do the parents think all the presents came from? I always think this. 
I always think Because they didn't put them there because Santa Claus is real, but they don't believe in him. So where the fuck do they think they came from? <laughs> Maybe is Santa like a poltergeist? Does he like possess the adults and then they leave the presents so that they think they did it? Like they go, oh, the bells don't work. That's a shame. Where do they think the fucking bells came from? <laughs> <laughs> they were in a box under the goddamn tree. Well, it's the same for, like, the Santa Claus films, which are arguably my <sighs> favourite uh, films of all time. No, they're not. But Can we they're, keep Rudy from the call? <laughs> <laughs> they, um, it's the same. Like, the whole second movie is about him trying to find a wife. And so he goes back, uh, you know, after being Santa Claus for quite a while, he goes back down to Earth. Uh, not back down to Earth. <laughs> but he goes back to America. Not <laughs> <Yep>, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he goes... Wait, maybe he is. <laughs> he goes back to America and the whole movie narrative is about him trying to get his wife to believe in Santa Claus. But obviously you've seen enough times now him going in and out of people's houses, dropping presents in, and everyone, when he's trying to find this wife, is like, oh, I am a, a snooty adult and I don't believe in Santa Claus. Well, I, I'm sure it's the same concept. Where do they think these presents come from? Like, do they just not see them? Like, do, do the kids have... Yeah, it's it's such a massive, like, plot hole in Santa Claus' story. So how would you how would you close that loophole? How would you explain it? You can't. Because, no, like, like, Santa Claus is a poltergeist. <laughs> Santa, Santa Claus... It, yeah, Santa Claus is a poltergeist. He possesses the parents, makes them think that they left the presents when really he left the presents. No. Because, like, in real life, when you're a kid... Your parents do believe in Santa Claus because they tell you about him. Yeah. I don't know why the parents in fucking Christmas stories don't just believe in Santa. Isn't because it... they do in real life when you're a stupid kid. Yeah, but <laughs> no, but okay, all right. Here's here's my two cents. Okay, yes, partially, like, yeah, the parents in, in real life do tell their kids Santa Claus real, is real. And I guess you could translate that across to Santa Claus films. But I think from, like, this is me being a wanker as well. From a filmic perspective... Or like a cinema perspective, I think a lot of the Santa Claus arcs revolve around hope, and you have to have lost hope to build it. And so I think the whole concept of like parents not believing in Santa Claus acts as a motivator for the child and or Santa or the elves to go on their quest, or you know, it's part of their like journey to build that hope on their own without the the help from the authoritative figures. I I agree. Yep. <laughs> this is can't can't disagree with that. This is getting way too complex for like Santa Claus movie starring Bill Allen. <laughs> so I guess if you're gonna use that, how would you then build hope? If if everyone in the world believed in Santa Claus, what would a Santa Claus film be about? Well, have you seen the movie Elf? Because that's the end of the movie. <laughs> what, that everyone believes? Yeah, okay, well, Elf 2. What happens in Elf 2? There is no Elf 2. But they don't, they don't, they don't believe in Santa Claus at the beginning. No, but, like, remember they, they were going to die and then and then they all believed in Santa because they all fucking, like, saw the video recording thing? Live yeah. Well, you could, make, you could make, like, a Santa goes missing story, you know? Oh, yeah, Will Ferrell like, would be great at that. They can't find Santa, and so, like, they have to go on a quest to find him because the presents aren't getting delivered. Wait, isn't that... The, I think there's a movie with, um... What's his name? He played Ego or whatever his name in, in Guardians 2. 
Kurt Russell, hang on. Kurt Russell did a film. Wait, hang on. A Christmas film. Yeah, there's like three of those films. Well, Which one? Yeah, there's also, a, there's also a very similar one um, that came out not too long ago on Netflix. I don't remember the name. It had Anna, yes. Ken- it had Anna Kendrick. And um, it had... Uh, what's his fucking name? Uh, Richie from It Chapter 2. Bill... Bill Hader. Oh, um, it's called The Christmas Chronicles. Yeah, so, so Bill Hader... Uh, inherits the role of Santa. He's like, wow, I fucking suck at this. So Anna Kendrick's like, go on a holiday or something then for like a weekend. And then he disappears for like, you know, a month. <laughs> and um, Anna Kendrick has to go find him. And it's a whole thing about like, wow, maybe a woman really can be Santa. There's a whole thing. Oh, See? Shit. See? That's how you do it. Okay. I was on the money. Santa goes missing. Problem solved. I just feel like it's... It's it's this, it's such a stretch though to like, I mean, it is like really. I mean, I'm I'm still thinking about the world of Elf, which is kind of like a really interesting world to look at because I feel like it's the most uh, realistic like human <laughs> world. It's the most realistic human world iteration in like Santa films. Elf practically happens in reality. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, elf like, was the Elf didn't even know they were filming. So what is a world post Santa? A sad one. Because Santa is no longer like a like a mythical, uh, you know, dare I say it, celestial being, and he's now. It would just be it would just, it would just be kids getting all privileged because they expect presents from a Santa because they know he's real. Oh my god! They should totally do like a movie where they have where Santa is like a new form of Christianity. <laughs> he's like a <laughs> deity. <laughs> yeah. The Church of Santa. People like. Have to make sacrifices to Santa. That's like full circle though, because Santa is like Saint Nick. I'm like he's a saint. Wait, let me just look, let me look up the the history of Santa. This could be some real like midsummer type stuff. <laughs> Do you remember when he wears that guy's when he wears that guy's skin? Yeah, oh, that's man. a good movie. <laughs> so I'm on history.com, and this is what it's saying. <clears throat> Santa Claus, otherwise known as St. Nicholas or Kris Kringle, has a long history steeped in Christmas traditions. We get that. Uh, His story stretches all the way back to the 3rd century where St. Nick walked the earth and became patron saint of children. It is believed that St. Nicholas was born sometime around 208 AD in Patara near Myra or Mira, the modern day Turkey. Yeah, so he was a saint. You better watch out. 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 What's you guys' favorite Christmas movie? You say Die Hard, I'm kicking you from this call. Die Hard? <laughs> <laughs> no, not. No, that is a flog. That is a flog. You cannot say that nonsense. I personally like, I watched, what did I watch? I watched Klaus last Christmas. That was a fucking beautiful movie. Oh, damn. It was so gorgeous. And I love Arthur Christmas as well. That's pretty good. Have you guys watched that? Do you remember Arthur and the Invisibles? Arthur and the Invisibles, yes. Or that's just Arthur. <laughs> just Arthur. <laughs> I honestly can't think of any Christmas movies that I've seen. Like, I know I've seen some, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. I mean, my classic is always National Lampoon's Family Christmas, just because it's... Oh, you can't go wrong, but also National Lampoon's in general, you can't go wrong. Like, just, like, Vegas Vacation alone is probably, like, one of the best ones. You really can't. It's all just so... I think I've only seen uh, Family Vacation and European Vacation. I've never, I've not seen any of those films. Oh, so pretty good. You have to, they're great. I'm going to Google Christmas movies, I can't even think of it. Yeah, literally same. Hang on, I'm, let me. Oh look. god! Oh, the Grinch though. 
Oh, oh yeah. The Grinch. My dog has uh, feet like the Grinch. What the fuck? That's kind of horrifying. <laughs> no, it's um, Chip has feet. Like her feet don't sit. Like when she walks, they go like heel toe in front of her. But when she sits down, she does like a plea. Pi- like, do, do you guys know ballet? Like a pia, pilet, pa, pilaf? No. I do not. I do not know ballet. <laughs> anyway, they like go out on the side, like fully fledged, like ninety degrees from her like ankle joint. It's really weird. I think my favorite Christmas movie would probably be Gremlins. Gremlins is really. I'll probably say, look, looking at this list, I have not seen most of these films, but I do love Home Alone. Absolute banger. I've not seen Home Alone either. You've not? You've... What? what? Here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing. People don't understand about me. I'm very, um... I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen me without this stupid hat on? That's weird. (laughs) What's your, like, favourite movie? My favorite movie of all time. Yeah. That's really just, hard. You didn't just ask someone that. <laughs> oh. Because well. I have like a favorite movie in terms of like what it gives to me in like a wankery cinema perspective and then what it gives to me in like comfort perspective. See, I know I'm going to say like like one of my one of my favorite movies is my top five movies and Phil will just yell at me for the next hour. Okay. What is it? <laughs> I don't want to say because Phil will get so mad. All right, say, say it. it. Is it Shrek? It's Baby Driver. Uh, oh my god, no! no. Why? What's wrong? <laughs> Hang on, this is my like boyfriend's favorite movies. Why is it no, so no, bad? No, 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 Rudy, you're in the car as well. I mentioned I liked Baby Driver as we were Ubering back to your place um, from from the city like two years ago, and. <laughs> And Phil just spoke for like half an hour about how much Baby Driver wouldn't wouldn't have been a valid sorry the, nothing would have changed if the main character didn't exist or something. Oh, <laughs> something like that. Is that about Baby Driver? Yeah, something like it was like something like that. Like nothing would have nothing would have changed uh, in the movie if you got rid of the main character or the I don't know something like that. Yeah, I don't like Baby Driver. <laughs> Why? Hang on, hang on. All right, all right, all right. I want to mediate this, Duncan. In in one point, just summarize what makes Baby Driver a really good movie, and Phil, think about it. What makes Baby Driver an awful movie? I can summarize in one word. So Duncan can go first. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> um, I just think it's a charming movie. Like for one, John Hamm is fucking banger. I do um, love John Hamm. And yeah. I was literally watching Thirty Rock and John Hamm appeared, and I just like nut all over the TV. Um, <laughs> and. Um, yeah, like, for one, John Hamm. Like, that's a reason all on its own. Secondly, like, the style that Edgar Wright does with the whole, you know, mm. uh, like, gunshot to music, stuff like that. I love, like, the... Uh, the the synchro- synchronicity? Synchronicity. Synch- Syn- yeah. I love the synchronicity behind that whole thing. Like, it's just charming in terms of, like, sh- I guess, construction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's like a kind of a, a pleasant like the whole chase scene where like uh, after he uh, after he crashed Jamie Fox into a pole, uh, they were running and there was that down 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 down. 
He's just like running <laughs> through like shopping centers, car parks and stuff being chased by the police. And like it just times with the music so well, but it also seems so fluid with the shots. Well, that was the whole point. I think wasn't it that the 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 whole thing was like music because obviously yeah. he's got t- tinnitus, so it's kind of all exactly. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a really interesting way of framing. Like it's a it's a good way of framing it. But hey, Phil um, says it's bad, so in- all right, <laughs> Phil, you explain why it's crap, and then I'm gonna explain why Edgar Wright is a great like auteur. Go. Edgar Wright is a great author, and I enjoy every single one of his movies except this one because it's extraordinarily hollow. Why is it hollow? Because it has, plot-wise, one of the least interesting plots of any movie I've ever seen. Does a movie necessarily need a good plot? But to it's be a perfect a hero's journey. But it's, it's, I think a perfect hero's journey has to be nuanced. And what would be an example? There is no nuance in this story whatsoever. What's a, what's a good example of a nuanced hero's journey that is good in your eyes? Oh, off the top of my head? Prince, Princess Bride. I haven't seen Princess Bride. Neither have I. What the fuck? <laughs> How have you not seen the Princess Bride? <laughs> All right, uh, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> For reference, Duncan just left the chat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. All right, what's a good example? Um, I look, I don't know, but I mean, there's there's your typicals like you know, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. Mm. Look, the fact I was watching Baby Driver and I was I saw it at the cinema, I saw it in like gold class, it was great, had a good time. But the the movie is he is doing crime, he falls in love, he doesn't want to do crime for literally no discernible reason. The guy who has him locked into a crime contract decides he, to let him go. He never wanted to do crime in the first place. Yes, but. That what the hell is with Kevin Spacey just being like, ah, oh, I own you, bitch. And then he's like, mm, actually, you're in love. I'm going to let you go. And then dies for him. It's so shallow. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think, like, for you, though, okay, all right, bit of a bit of a opposite side of the, the coin here. You're saying that it's not nuanced, but I would argue that that in its, of itself was so nuanced that you can't even tell it's nuanced. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hard disagree with that. I'm that, sorry. What? You're gonna say, ah, oh, this plot is actually interesting because it's so uninteresting. I mean, it's like okay. the room. It's 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 so bad. Like you can't tell that it's good. Mm. Like everyone loves it, but like they. They love how bad it is. See, I think also the fact that it was Edgar Wright, who is an extraordinarily talented director, who has yeah. really, really good movies that have really good cinematography. <sighs> I don't even know what I don't know what else he fucking did. Was he the fucking uh, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, uh, and the World's End, Scott Stop Pilgrim? Yeah, Edgar Wright's hot, bro. Holy shit! He's he's got a new movie coming out. It looks super cool. Um, it's called Last Night in Soho, uh, and apparently it's a psychological horror film. And really? it stars, yeah, um, it stars a bunch of cool people, including Matt Smith, uh, for all those Doctor Who fans. But it looks, Ooh. it looks almost like uh, it could be a zombie film. He was in Death Stranding. Was he really? Yeah, he played as an NPC in Death Stranding. Yeah, look, the fact that Edgar Wright has such a good and very discography, discography, filmography, and he has done some stuff that was really well, like choreographed, really well, really great cinematography. And yeah. also really exciting worlds and stories makes this one feel so empty because it only has good choreography, has a really boring story, has really one-dimensional characters, like extraordinarily one-dimensional characters. Like Jamie Foxx is evil for no reason. John Hamm is like charismatic but evil. 
Kevin Spacey is like cold hearted, but comes around at the end and baby driver's like, like a silent, strong type. And the chick just works in a dark. Like, everything about it is so generic, except for the fact that it's like pretty. Duncan, you got a lot to say about that. I think Duncan's just gone to his happy place. <laughs> like, I would say that all like the really the cool choreography is about as cool as like the fight scenes and the world's end and stuff like that. So like I would just yeah. watch Yo, so, okay, movie. For real though, the world's end surprised me. I went in knowing nothing. I, I was so bored the first half an hour. World's end is I thought so it was, good. I straight up thought it was the most bored. I thought it was the most boring fucking movie yeah. I'd ever seen. And then suddenly, they go for a piss, and the boy turns into a robot, and they start fighting. Nah. I was like, the fuck? Nah, nah I, got, I got a hard disagree. Yeah. As someone, I, I grew up watching Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, and also Paul. Those three movies are so brilliant. And oh, then, no, you, you guys have you guys have missed. No, no, those three movies are sick, but The World's End specifically. Yeah, mis- misinterpreted. Duncan just wasn't ready for it. He thought it was going to be dumb the whole time, but then it got. Because him. literally, what the, I I hadn't seen a trailer. I didn't know what it was about. The whole for half an hour, all it was was some sad like ex drunk, like meeting up with all his friends and then taking pity on him and him striking out with the girl he loves. And him, yeah. If you didn't know it was sci-fi, like it would seem really boring. And then it goes, apeshit. yeah. I, I was like, I was like, damn, this is really fucking like sad and depressing. Like, what's going on? And then suddenly, like, <laughs> uh, what is it? Fucking Martin Smith or whatever the fuck his name is. Um, yeah, Martin Freeman. Yeah, I don't he, know. he fucking like he's taking a piss with old mate. And then suddenly these two boys want to fight them, and they their bodies open up or something. I don't know. See, I I actually think the world's end is probably one of the 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 worst plot twists that I've ever seen. And I worst. I know. I worse, yeah. I just see I I don't know. The plot twist to me was like pretty flat because I, I mean I didn't it, expect it. <laughs> I, I mean no, I didn't expect it, but when it happened I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? However, a movie to me that has the same tone but uh, more, I think, a slightly more contemporary, even though The World's End did come out in 2013, is um, the movie uh, The Dead Don't Die, oh, it was... which came out last year. Did you watch that? I, th- I honestly thought it was so shit. See, I thought it was awful as I was watching it, even though I was really into it. Like, I was I was engrossed in the film because I, I was really interested in just in, like, a film perspective. Yeah, I heard as it was a... really bad. <laughs> I was it so is. underwhelmed. See, what, th- what happened was it, it – and this is a spoiler – Literally, just seconds or, I guess, five minutes or so before the fight scene at the end that happens, after an hour and a half of, like, very, very, like, lackadaisical stuff happening, not much, it's very, it's set in real time. They killed Selena Gomez. Yeah, Selena, Selena Gomez dies. But what happens is Tilda Swinton's character, which has been this weird mortician the whole time, a couple of scenes happen with her in it, she basically kind of alludes to the fact that she's going somewhere and you see her sort of travelling through to the field and she walks through it, it has a bunch of zombies in it, she goes to the middle of the field with her, like, katanas, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a spaceship comes over, beams her up, and that's literally the end of it. You do not know anything else. <laughs> See, that was that that was the only redeeming factor for me. Yeah, and for me, it was so bizarre that it actually made me 
like the movie. See, I don't like the movie, but that that one scene was the only redeeming factor. Yeah. Because, like, it just plays on all the memes of Tilda Swinton being an alien. Yeah, Yeah, right? (laughs) But, like... I I mean, I don't know. All in all, the movie, while very niche, wasn't that good, in my opinion. Like... I think, yeah. I know people that liked it, but, like, I'm not gonna, like, you know, dog on them, but, like... Yeah, I just, I just didn't. Here's the list of all the bitches who liked it. There was like they 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 introduced cool characters and then they killed them in five minutes. They, uh, they had uninteresting like uh, interactions of characters with zombies. Oh, uh, uninteresting interactions between characters. You mean like baby driver? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things. I think that Dead Don't Die kind of tried to do what uh, Shaun of the Dead did successfully but failed um which was kind of you know use the whole concept of like zombies as being like representative of like uh, the ways that we're wasting our lives and like all the kind of capitalist materialist notions but just badly see i'm, I'm gonna like you piggyback off that and say that i think that's what you're missing from well then because the start of that movie and the idea of having someone who's like kind of pissed away their life and coming home and everything just being kind of different is just like a unfortunate fact of life and for the whole point up until that point you go this is just a movie about a guy who just doesn't feel at home anymore and then it twists upon it by saying he doesn't feel at home because they're all fucking robots like i don't i don't i don't think it's it's not quite an out of the blue like twist because it is a massive like change of the the like cliche of someone not fitting in where they came from see when you when you put it like that it sounds great my my thing about the world's end to bounce off the thing that you said before with Shaun of the dead being like this commentary on how we're wasting away our lives and uh sort of selling our souls to capitalism and we're basically fucking zombies and then you've got something like hot fuzz that goes into the commentary of how inclusive and close circled and exclusive rather like country towns are no matter where you live whether you live in england whether sorry whether you live in england whether you live in australia wherever you live country towns are these horribly exclusive and horrible places the world's end did not have any of that nuance it had none of it yeah yeah cornetto what did you say cornetto cornetto you want a cornetto (laughs) yeah <laughs> yeah, I mean it is interesting. I am actually going to give World's End uh, another watch because I-, I feel like you know, Phil, with what you're saying, I mean, taking that tact, I think it would make a lot more sense. I think I watched it thinking that it was going to be this kind of uh, similar to Hot Fuzz and uh, Shaun the Dead. I thought it was going to run, you know, like they kind of, but it was to yeah. I think for me, the pacing of it in for my initial watch, of World's End wasn't fast enough it didn't have enough rhythm for me to kind of get into it and particularly because it's it, it was a very genre heavy uh auteur film in that like you could tell it was an Edgar Wright film so for me it wasn't even like I was entering into a new world it felt really similar so nothing was grabbing me for the entire time and then when the fucking robots happened I was like ready to pace out yeah not to turn this into like a movie watching slash review podcast too late <laughs> oh my god it's just taking the turn i love it firstly have you seen paul bar more cop i no. watched it me and luke watched it we, okay. no, no, no 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 i'm not i'm not done though have you seen paul bar more cop 2 no we're gonna watch it this weekend it is it is in my top five favorite movies paul bar is the biggest uh punk <laughs> 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 I've, I've, I've ever i've ever seen but like really? it is 
There are some just unforgettable scenes in that movie, and I need, oh I need to like, I need to do a watch with 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 your. Oh, we should. No, that's a really really good. Um, we should we should like save that. Everyone who's listening, get excited because there's gonna be an episode dedicated <laughs> to Paul Blart. Um, just Paul Blart, more cop two. I I couldn't give a fuck yeah. about the first one. No, see, I I, I got I, I watched the f- the first one for the first time in years the other weekend with Luke, who's my boyfriend, and not to confuse anyone, Luke on the podcast and Luke, my boyfriend, are different people. They need different names. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, change your name, Luke. I guess. Just take away my whole identity. I'm not allowed to be Luke anymore. I'm something else. At least you understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we watched it uh, for the first time the other day, and it was really freaking interesting to watch as an adult. I always love watching movies I watched as a kid as an adult. It's just bizarre. Same thing happened with Shrek 2 last night. Some of the stuff that they got away with in that movie is incredible. It's so interesting. Oh, I'm wearing ladies underwear? (laughs) Oh my god. That was such a good impression. When the police pepper sprayed Shrek in the eyes. That was my favorite like little montage of the whole film. It was incredible. I love that. That actually is the greatest film of all time. I will not hear otherwise. We have to watch Paul Bar More Cop 2 together, honestly. It is it is oh my god like i loved the first one then i watched the second one now i can't watch the first one i have to only watch the second one lock it in not the not ne- not the next episode because that's our harry potter special but mm. the episode after that paul blart more cop 2 baby you, you say you, you say harry potter special like we don't change our themes every episode <laughs> What do you... Yeah, this started off as Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite Christmas food? One meal, one freaking item on the Christmas table. Trifle. Oh, fuck yeah. I make a bag of trifle. Tiramisu. I haven't had tiramisu in ages, actually. I'm making one. <laughs> tiramisu is just trifle with mm. coffee. Trifle with coffee? What? Yeah, that's that's all tiramisu is. That's trifle with coffee. Tell me I'm wrong. I miss going to a cafe and getting an affogato. Holy shit. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, my favourite's probably... See, I make an apple crumble every Christmas. Oh, I can't stand cooked apple. Why not? Really? Don't know. I can't. I hate it. I love apple. As soon as you cook it, it's 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 done for me. I'm, I'm out. I hate pears. Hey, fuck pears, dude! No, this is, this. I hate the texture of pears. It's similar to the texture of velvet for me, so I hate velvet. What about pear? What about those like processed pears that like you put on fruit and uh, put on, put on cereal and stuff? I cannot do it. It is a physical feeling for me. I cannot handle it. It's like the same as velvet, and it's the same as like pears or peach skins. I can't do it. Oh uh, man, I can't stand the taste of red velvet. Taste of red velvet. What? It's way too red. Red velvet is just like chocolate. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like the fabric, and I was like, why are you eating fabric? No, it's it's got it's got some voodoo shit going on. Yeah, it's just too rich. Like it's like I, I I can the kind of richness I can stand at a max is like the richness of like black forest cake, that kind of rich. Yeah. Maybe you're just not eating like a a perfectly balanced cake. I mean, that sounds like really up myself, but like. Well, no, no, I've never liked red velvet. Like, I just, it's, it's, it's really rich and harsh for me. Is there a difference between like a chocolate cake without red coloring and a red velvet no, cake? No, it's not just red coloring; it's a whole flavor. Red velvet's like thick. Like, there's a, there's a lot going on in a red velvet. Yeah. Okay, Phil, tell me about it. I don't know. It's disgusting. <laughs> I don't eat it. Right. It's too rich. <laughs> it makes my teeth feel like they're burning. 
Fuck that. Oh. Yeah, I, don't, I feel. I think I might have a sugar allergy. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> think you might need to go to a dentist there. Yeah, bro, that ain't normal. You might want. You might want to someone. <laughs> like you know, like those like cakes you can get from Woolies. I'll often have like one bite of those, and I'll instantly get a headache. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm allergic to some kind of sugar. Wow. Man, you need to go to a doctor. Yeah, just, just don't eat cake. <laughs> That's not normal. I take back tiramisu. I like it. Is it the thing I look forward to most on Christmas Day in terms of food? No. What do I look forward to most? Uh, roast veg. No, hang on. Roast potatoes and Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> no, Brussels sprouts are my favourite. They're my favourite. They've always been my favourite vegetable ever since I was little, like a baby. Who the hell looks forward to Brussels sprouts? Mm, let me just... I'm so excited to put these little poo machines in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> They're so good. They're like um, mini cabbages, but they've got like a really nice like taste to them. And like if you... Uh, you guys are not eating them probably. Let me... Next time we can actually all come together. Let me make you like three different versions of Brussels sprouts yeah. and then you will love it. See, something I never thought I'd like, but I do now is uh like oven baked asparagus oh yes especially when you cook it with especially when you cook it with like a roast so the juices like soak it that like i never in my fucking life thought that i would love that but here we are no thank you sir it's delicious it gets like a really strange like creamy texture to it and but it still has that really nice like robustness y'all want to hear my most traumatic christmas story yes the whole point yes. of this show. Take us home. <laughs> Finish out the podcast. Um, I was like 13 and uh, it was our first time hosting the Christmas thing. And uh, everyone usually brings food and all that. We made a bunch. And um, I'm, I myself made from scratch at 13 and uh, an orange cheesecake. Oh, nice. Uh, an orange flavored cheesecake, uh, like citrusy. And it was hella good. And not one family member had a slice. Everyone ate everything else. Not a single person had a slice of my cheesecake. That's horrible. That sounds so good, though. It was, like, after they left, me and mum just ate, like, half a cheesecake each. But but I was like, I was like, bruh. (laughs) (laughs) Why did they not eat it? Um, I don't know. Like, everyone was like, oh, we were just too, you know, full from... Uh, the the Christmas cake and the trifle and I'm like yeah but I'm also 13 validate me that's some <laughs> dead ass bullshit and then after we finished the cheesecake get this I I went to make a Milo right we had those like big ass fucking Milo tins like 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 literally as a kid I'd sneak to the cupboard with a tea, uh, teaspoon go scoop a bit in my mouth look for mum and then just like put another teaspoon in put it on and run away as fast as I oh could. Oh my God, take me back. I love it. Um, and then, um, <laughs> so I went to make a Milo and I wasn't paying attention. Uh, we were watching something on the TV and I poured the entire uh, kettle of boiling water into the tin instead of the mug. <gasps> Best Milo ever. <laughs> and mum was like, well, you fucked it up. You're going to have to eat it now. <laughs> and I'm like, no. Oh my God. <laughs> That's the best way to get away but with that. Oh my so much. Like, he was, she was just like, well, you better eat it. And I'm like, but no, no, you gotta eat it. I'm like, fuck. <gasps> oh my goodness. <laughs> Family Christmases. This started off as like a shit our families do to a shit our families I do hate Christmas. I baby driver. To, hey, do you guys get... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So I'm going to go away and watch The World's End. Don't watch Paul Cop Mall 2. Yeah, we'll organise to watch that. But thanks, everyone, for listening to uh, 50 Minutes of Us. Talk about Edgar Wright. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, somehow relate uh, Christmas movies and uh, zombie movies together. Someone needs, someone needs to make one that's like both. Oh, my God, the dream. Surely somewhere. Surely that exists. Surely somewhere. Uh, thanks, Luke, Thank for coming you, Luke. on the show. Really appreciate it, my dude. Thanks for having me. Um, uh, check out our... We don't have an Instagram. I can't tell you've, people to check been, out our Instagram. You've been like, Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> so go on. Yeah. Chill it out. Okay. So, 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 um, subscribe and support us <laughs> so we can be sponsored by Monster Energy. <laughs> just like a day. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> Maybe Hideo Kojima will listen to our podcast Insta- if you sponsor us. Monster Energy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. If you head over to my Instagram, which is bankrupt with two U's, um, you can keep up to date with any kind of thing to do with this podcast follow duncan on twitch yeah what's up twitch.tv slash donkey bed <laughs> yeah please if you're gonna do anything go and do that he is so funny he deserves his subscriptions and money and coins and money and all coins. that sort of thing i don't know how. bits and subs- <laughs> subscriptions and, and, and followers <laughs> <laughs> fans i don't know what you call them the boys the boys i, exclu- I exclusively play bad christmas games no that's it that, that's a lie <laughs> That's a, that's a flat out fucking lie. Except during Christmas, where you only play horror games. You know it's a lie because there are no bad. Christmas I, games. I, I only play the Shrek PC game from two thousand and one. Y'all play anything other than the dinosaur jumping game from the Chrome No Internet Store? Oh damn, that, that's true. That's kind of cringe. Oh, <laughs> touche, touche. Epic cringe moment. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We will see you in the next episode. Have a good one. This has been The Grind Refined. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.